It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Wednesday hump day. Hello, Scoots. Hump day. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage, John Spears in studio. Just me and Scooter flying solo today. hey Ah, Well, it is Wednesday. It is. It is November 29th. Happy birthday to my good friend, Joe B. You know Joe B. I do know Joe B. He yeah, plays happy birthday, in the, Joe B. Uh, the Big X Scramble yeah. every year with us. Your smallest friend. He's my smallest friend, but he's <laughs> got a huge heart. He is 60 today. He is the last of our group to turn 60. I was the second to last. He's the last. So happy birthday, Joe B. Uh, Scoot spread selections coming up. Ooh. Nine, six, and one last week. Do we, how many games we got this week? 16? Uh, we've got, no, we've got oh. six teams on a bye. So 13. If my math is correct. Eight and five coming right up. <laughs> uh, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, 13 games. I think I'm going to bet a parlay with all, just one parlay, all Scoots winners. Well, it's high time you listen. Thirteen and zero. It's high time, high time you listen to me for once because I took your advice on the SEC parlay last night. That you, did not go well. You owe me two dollars and fifty cents. I didn't bet it. I bet it. Well, you, I you, didn't bet it. You, but I am going to bet it tonight. <laughs> I'm going to bet it tonight. Okay, I've got Tennessee over Duke. Now all they got to do is win, right? Yeah. Money line. Tennessee's a five and a half point underdog in Cameron. I'm taking. I need that one. And the other big long shot I got is Georgia plus nine and a half at Florida State, but I'm money lining them. That's not happening. Probably not. In fact, probably be four and three again. The SEC went four and three yesterday, but I'm I've got uh, Tennessee over Carolina. I should have said not Duke. Tennessee is a only a two point dog at Carolina. I've got Arkansas over Duke. That game is in Fayetteville. Duke is five and a half. Arkansas has struggled. Injuries have uh, really hurt them bad. They're four and three. But they're at home against the Duke team that I'm not sold on. So I said, what the heck? I already bet it. I got A&M on the road at Virginia. Florida on the road at Wake Forest. Florida's favored there. Auburn at home, big favorite over Virginia Tech. And Vanderbilt, which is probably the team that will beat me out of this whole thing. (laughs) A one-and-a-half-point favorite home against Boston College. Who's watching that one? Is that not, though, in the first year of this, is that not the perfect matchup? Boston College at Vanderbilt. That's a yes. perfect matchup. Yes, absolutely. And it's a 9-15 start on the SEC Network. So if I'm 6-for-6 six six, when I get home from the Yum Center tonight, which is the home of the ACC A-Sun Challenge <laughs> – if you didn't know, Louisville and Bellarmine tonight. Um, I'll, I will be tuned in to Boston College and Vanderbilt trying to hit a 17 parlay, $5 bet, pays a grand. TJ said this morning that if Bellarmine beats Louisville, the SEC gets a half point. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Does the ACC get a half point if Louisville beats Bellarmine? I would say so. Louisville yeah. is a five-point favorite. It started five and a half. It's now five. I know that seems low. Keep in mind, West Virginia was only an eight-point favorite on Sunday at home against Bellarmine, and Bellarmine covered. Didn't win, but covered. Um, these Some of these spreads in these Bellarmine, I think Vegas realizes Bellarmine's going to just stick with everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got drummed by Washington in the opener. 
Moorhead State, bad performance at Freedom Hall, kind of blew them out. But they've been in every other game. Kansas State on the road. They beat Bowling Green on the road. They they should, they were had the lead at the final media timeout at Chattanooga, who, by the way, beat Louisville. And... Uh, you know, played West Virginia to the to the wire the other day. Well, you you've seen Louisville up close and personal a, a number of times this season, yes. and you obviously saw that West Virginia team. Is West Virginia three only three points better than Louisville? The problem with West Virginia is they got suspensions, guys that uh, are came over in the portal that haven't been ruled eligible yet, been denied a waiver. They've got injuries. They're six deep. They literally had one guy play meaningful minutes off the bench on Sunday. So they're going to be better once they get the the kid from Arizona, uh, Kier Kalia, whatever the the shooting guard. Once they get him back, once they get um, a couple other guys back, they're going to be better than that. But they were, you know, they were down uh, numbers. Bellerman's going to be down a couple numbers tonight as well. I'm not going to uh, reveal that, mm. but uh, just so you know, you um, you only told me one. There's more? Well, Kurt Hope is out for the year. Is he really? He hurt his knee in the preseason. What a bummer. Uh, he's out for the season. Landon Hacker didn't play against West Virginia. Uh, one of the guards off the bench, shooter, long-range shooter. Uh, he's got a little knee issue that's going to keep him out probably until the uh, beginning of the year, probably till uh, conference play starts, and maybe down another starter tonight. And I say maybe. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, maybe out of starter tonight. But Bellerman is a five-point underdog. If you want to listen, I would appreciate it. Our uh, friends over to ESPN 680 or 105.7. It'll be me and Mark Bug on the call, 745 pregame. 8 o'clock tip, Bellerman at Louisville. By the way, before I forget to tell you, no show next Thursday. Not okay. tomorrow, which is actually the next Thursday, but actually next next Thursday. How about that? Let me know like two days before. Yeah, uh, Bellerman's playing Berea. I don't have a great memory. The Berea Mountaineers. Uh, Midway plays Berea this weekend. The Bellerman's playing Berea at 11 a.m. on next Thursday, and they're playing Boyce College, which is in Louisville. The Boyce, uh, my wife told me this today, Bulldogs, I think. I think that's right, yeah. Um, Monday. So no show Monday either. Now, how do you like working with Mark? Eleven a.m. I'm, I'm very surprised in the times that He's I've great. listened. You all have, y'all have such a good rapport with yeah. one another. Like He's you've great. been working together for years. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's really weird. Um, a lot of people thought it was Tony Burke the first couple times they listened. <laughs> they said, "Man, he sounds like Tony." Well, I don't. I don't hear that. I don't. I either. can tell you that. Um, but yeah, he's great. Mark's great. He's very knowledgeable. Um, he is passionate. When the when Scotty Davenport and uh, Bo Braden, the assistant, got the technical fouls in the first half on Sunday, and Mark got a little heated. He got a little heated. He called the referee a couple of the names that you can say on the radio, but they're not complimentary. Oh boy! Um, but he's you know very knowledgeable, very fun to work with. Um, I'm having a great time. Six hour bus trip to Morgantown. Okay, I could do without that, but other than that, it's been great. Uh, Kentucky 95. By the way, Eminem Cartage Hotline's open. 502 384 1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384 1450. Thornton's text line open as well. 502 414 1450. That is the sound of my 
32-ounce fountain drink that I picked up uh, right next door here at Thornton's. Only 89 cents. That's right, 89 cents. Go in today, grab a fountain drink. Very refreshing, by the way. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Kentucky impressive again last night. I don't know if you got to watch any of this, Scooter, or if you cared to watch any of this, but top 20, top 12 matchup, 12th-ranked Kentucky beats 8th-ranked Miami, 95-73. Uh, by the way, Scooter, over yeah. 164.5. Yeah. Yeah, you can say yeah all you want. Tony said to me last night while we were doing the St. X game, uh, Scooter had the over, right? I said, he said, Scooter had the under, right? I go, yeah. He goes, you should probably text him. I, I said, actually, no, no, I'm good. actually waited live in-game, and I got it at 165. And which way and did you a go? half, and I went under. So Still not, didn't hit. That's not good. <laughs> no. Let me, and I also, on, let me do the math. That's not good. I also, if you want to laugh at me a little bit more, sure, also always. took Miami at plus 21 and a half. They lost by oh. 22. So <laughs> did you have hope? Did you watch the end of it? I watched the whole thing. Did you have yeah. hope when they hit the three there at the end? Oh, one more turnover here. Yeah, well, yeah, because Kentucky missed that last <laughs> shot. And I was like, all right, Miami, just get the rebound. And then freaking Reed Shepard pulls the rebound down. I was so ticked. Uh, Reed Shepard, 21 points. What a baller. Five rebounds, four assists, three steals. Um, He leads the nation. Now, I don't know what this means, okay? True, this is from Kyle Tucker, the athletic, who's – who's a, a beat writer for Kentucky for the Athletic. Mm -hmm. True shooting percentage. I don't know what that means. But whatever it is, it's 87.2%. Do you know what Reed's shooting from three on the year? 63-3. That's unbelievable. He leads the nation in three-point percentage. He sh as he should. And his plus-minus. Now, look, I don't put a lot of stock in plus-minus. Yeah, me neither. The score when you're on the floor. There's so many other because factors that go into that. you've got four other guys that contribute to what yeah. happens when you're on the floor. Right. So I don't put a whole lot of stock into it, but he does lead the nation in plus-minus at plus 17.4 per game Wow! while he's on the court. And he's fifth in steal percentage. Um, Somebody told me six months ago, Reed Shepard – is the best of these freshmen, and nobody's nobody knows it. And somebody that I trust, and I said, uh, come on. Now, I didn't see him play in high school, full disclosure. But I thought, DJ Wagner, Justin Edwards, come on. What, Dillingham, what are we doing? Reed Shepard? He said, this person who I listened to a lot said, I'm telling you, Kentucky got a steal with Reed Shepard. He is the best freshman on that team. Through seven games, I'm kind of a believer. Mm -hmm. Now, DJ Wagner got hurt last night, hurt his ankle. I haven't seen an update. Cal said after the game, uh, he didn't, he hadn't talked to, D he's so full of crap. <laughs> hadn't talked to the, doc the DJ, DJ, but the doctors came out and told me it was his ankle and he wasn't going to be able to go back in. So uh, that's where it stands right now. I don't know the status. Sure, you do. You don't think the first thing he did at halftime. And then the first thing he did after the game was check and see what was going on with D.J. Wagner. Of course he did. Any coach would. Ah, he's so full of it. But Wagner, five points, uh, only played ten minutes, went down. It didn't look, uh, you know, crazy. Mm -mm. But all of a sudden, he's down there in pain. He can barely get up and walk up to the free throw line. I did notice he did stay in the game long enough to shoot his free throws. 
which means, one of two. Which means if he misses the second one, he's got to play defense, and mm-hmm. he was hobbled. But anyway, well, I mean, we'll looked, see what happens with that. It didn't. It didn't look bad. Yeah, I, I I don't know if you saw it or not, but it it almost looked like when he at first initially went down, it looked he was kind of grabbing at his knee. Yeah, and I, that's when I was like, oh, this ain't good. But then, yeah, the way he was walking off the floor is very obviously an ankle of some sort. And he did come back out and ride the bike, mm-hmm. and then go back in. So I think it was he probably was told the trainer, yeah, yeah, let me just work it out, let me ride the bike, and then said, nope, not gonna go. Uh, they didn't need him. They're not going to need him. Although North Carolina Wilmington is five and one. I looked at their schedule. They haven't beaten anybody good, and they lost by twenty to somebody not very good either. Uh, Saturday four o'clock SEC Network. Then they've got the Penn Quakers, who by the way beat Villanova earlier in the year. Don't forget that. Uh, and then you got Carolina. So if you're a Kentucky fan, you hope he's back when you go to to uh, play Carolina in the CBS Sports Classic. Uh, but again, if he's not ready, he's not ready. You just get in, get the conference play and hope he's ready by then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Shepard had 21. Antonio Reeves, a quiet 18. Dillingham, Dillingham's a stat stuffer. Oh, yeah. 12 points, five rebounds, nine assists. He is one of those guys that is going to make Kentucky fans pull their hair out because he goes 150 miles an hour. He will have a four-minute stretch where he is the best player in the country, and then he will have a four-minute stretch where at the begin at the three-minute mark you're going get him out of the game. He's killing us, but he is very talented. Nine assists for Dillingham last night with Wagner uh, unable to play. Trey Mitchell he has filled the gap on the inside. Mm-hmm. He has been he's a godsend because if Bob Huggins doesn't get fired at West Virginia, Trey Mitchell doesn't leave. And then what's then what's Kentucky doing? You know, exactly. They're they're leaning on a Duthiero for those yes. minutes. Where a Duthiero's been really good this season, but he can't shoot the he, way that Trey Mitchell has. And he, he can't do a lot of them. And he's not Trey guarding Mitchell a six ten guy. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell fourteen points, five rebounds, seven assists. He just keeps playing great. He's um, one of those guys that showed up, and you go, eh, okay, we got this guy from West Virginia. He's been great, and he'll be better when Aaron Bradshaw is ready to go. Yeah which is apparently fairly soon, maybe Carolina. He went through warm-up lines last night. He went through a full practice on Monday. But, of course, you know, you're not one practice, you're not going to play him. He's probably got to get back in basketball shape. Um, but, look, this team, 59.7% from the field. They shoot it from three, nine of 21 from three last night. Seven turnovers. Once again, they don't turn the ball over. It's a team that plays fast that you would expect to turn it over. A young team that plays fast. Dillingham, Wagner, even Shepard. He's still a freshman. You expect them to turn the ball over. They don't. They do not commit turnovers. Miami had 15, um, and there was a stretch there where Miami had three in a row. Kentucky took a four-point lead, pushed it out to 10 or 11, and you went, this game's over. Well, it, and the, the thing about that is the way they play defensively, even if you have a game where Kentucky's turning it over 12, 15 times, I don't know that it's going to matter much because they're going to force 15, 20 turnovers on the defensive end. Yeah. I saw that last night. Uh, St. X won last night 100 to 58 Whew. over Central. And I've never – I've been doing St. X games for 25 years. 
I've never seen this before. They've got athletes. They run. They double team everywhere. If you get a layup, they don't care. It's not quite. It's not nearly Loyola Marymount of the '90s, where they let you score just so they could get the ball back. Mm-hmm. But it's about turning the other team over, runouts, snowbirds, if you want to call them that. Get the rebound to go. There didn't need to be a shot clock for St. X last night. I can tell you that. Good three-point shooting, sharing the ball. I've in 25 years I've never seen anything like it at St. X. They put up 100 and had a running clock in the fourth quarter. Now that was your first high school game of the season, right? Yes. Did did the uh, new free throw rules trip you out? They did. In <laughs> fact, I didn't realize they were free, new free throw rules in the JV game. The uh, guy that runs the clock, John Jefferson, said, what do you think about these new free throw rules? And I said, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, well, every quarter, it's five fouls, it's two shots. Yeah. No more There's one and no one. no more one and one. Right. The only thing I don't like about it, and we'll see when it happens, end of game, if it's two point, a one-point yeah. game and you foul somebody and they go to the line, man, that one and one is pressure-filled. For sure. Two is still pressure-filled. But not like a one and one. If you miss the first one now, it's okay. You got another one. That's true. Boy, Hadn't thought about that. I don't like that. I do like the pace of the game, though, because I've been to so many high school games where there's seven fouls in the first four minutes. And now we're shooting a one and one and a double bonus the rest of the half. And it it, it lengthens the game considerably. Absolutely. So I do like that part of it. I wish they could be a one and one. You know, late first half, late game, but yeah. yeah well, there you go. It's just the world we live in. Maybe the bot last two minutes of the second and fourth quarters, making an NBA type of thing. <laughs> where, uh, first foul in about last two minutes. That's a one and one. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Bellarmine, Louisville tonight. College football ranking come out again last night. I'm. We are rooting for chaos. We hardly ever get chaos. That's what we're we're rooting for. And final segment today. Get your pens and. Paper ready. Scooter will give you the NFL winners for the weekend. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Scooter's spread selections coming up in the final segment. M&M Cartage Hotline's open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that number. Have you been watching any NBA, Scoots? Uh, not a whole lot, if Me I'm neither. being honest. Because here's what I don't – this whole in-season tournament, I have no idea what's going on. Each team is uh, – there's five team pools, mm-hmm. pool A, pool B. It's like the I like feel like FIFA. it's an international tournament mm-hmm. going on. And then the courts – The courts are awesome. I love those. Are just crazy. They are so cool. Uh, and the, the courts are only put down for tournament games. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you turn on a game, you go, oh, look at that court. It must be a tournament game. Right. I understand what Adam Silver's doing. Nobody watches the NBA till Christmas. That's just the way it is. True. Nobody watches. Why? Because football's going on. College football, NFL. College NFL, basketball. NFL dominates Monday and Thursday. 
Um, not to mention the weekend. College football dominates Saturday. So the NBA just kind of gets – look, there's 80, 82 games in a regular season. Nobody cares until Christmas. And then, then Christmas Day, they bombard you with five games. There's no other sports on except maybe the Honolulu Hawaii Bowl or whatever it is. <laughs> so you're having your Christmas and you got NBA on. And all of a sudden you go, okay, let's see what's going on here in the NBA. Oh, well, that looks fun. Luca, he's fun to watch. Hey, uh, the Kupo. Oh, my God, LeBron's still playing. He's 70 years old. So it's fun. But until then, they're trying to figure out a way to get people to watch. And, they, and Adam Silver said, hey, let's, let's put together an in-season tournament. There are financial incentives. And this is more important not to the stars, but to the guys at the end of the bench that aren't making $50 million a year. I don't know how it affects the playoffs. There are certain tiebreakers. There's point differential is involved in this, kind of mm-hmm. like soccer. Um, so I just don't understand what's well, going on. And I, was reading, I don't understand what's going on. I was reading an article today, and there were several teams that played last night, the Knicks and Celtics being one of them, that – they knew they had to win and they had to blow out their team. Yeah. So point the, differential matters. Yeah. So they're kind of, I don't know. I, I don't I, like I that. I guess messing with the integrity of the game because they're not trying to stomp on these people's heads, but they have to if they want to advance in this tournament. So uh, LeBron had the biggest loss of his career the other night. And I have to believe part of that is the other team, whoever it was, uh, Philadelphia, didn't want to give it now that can't be that right was, that, wasn't that was a, not that wasn't a playoff because game. they're not in the same or a tournament game yeah boston beat chicago last night 124 to 97 that was a tournament game. and all all starters played the last nine minutes of that game so they could extend the lead i mean they won by 27 yeah milwaukee now that was this was a great game last night milwaukee beat miami 131 124 but i think that was a playoff game or a in-season I tournament so, game yeah well, we're down to the quarterfinals now. So Are it's, we? It's going to get it's going to get a little less confusing. Um, I know you've got the Pacers, and Lakers. Let me, ask, let me ask you this: Celtics. How did? How do you figure out the schedule? Because isn't the schedule already made? Well, and that's the thing. So they've they've had to move everything around. I think the championship is on the 9th of December. Bizarre. So the, you've got December sixth and December eighth. There was like flex games, I guess, if you will. So actually, I want to say there's. Three of the quarterfinal matchups are no, between are between teams that have already played four to, or are going to play four times a season. So you'll have three teams or three, I guess six teams, three matchups play five times against the same team, which is not before very December. Usual. Before December, yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. All right, college football playoff. I don't know why I wanted to talk about the NBA there. I'm well, just, I think it's because I'm so confused. Good news for you is the championship, I believe, is December 9th, so it's all coming to an end. I'm not going to watch. Look, I'm still going to bet. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to watch until. You want me to tell you who's going to win the thing? I mean, I'll just save us all some time right now. Sure. You, you're eight under 500 in your picks, but go ahead. I'll give you reasoning for it, too. The Los Angeles Lakers are going to win this in-season tournament. Here's why. LeBron, they 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 know they automatically get a, a trip to the playoffs. LeBron rallied the troops oh, wait, at the beginning wait, 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 of the wait, wait. season. Stop right there. The winner of this tournament. No matter, no matter what their record is at yep. the end of the year is in the playoffs. Automatic playoff spot. 
So that's my thinking. LeBron, grumpy, grumpy old man's getting ready to come out because I don't like that at all. <laughs> LeBron rallied the troops at the beginning of the year, said, hey, guys, we got this in-season tournament. All we got to do is win this daggone thing, and then we've got two and a half, three months where we can just coast. Don't even have to worry about winning. We're already in the playoffs. That makes no sense. Now, <laughs> I, I understand the theory is, look, if you're going to win the in-season tournament, you're going to make the playoffs anyway, yeah. right? That's the think. theory. Yeah. But what if Portland had jumped up and just won some of these games and all of a sudden they're in the semifinals and they finish the season, you know, with, you know, 21 wins. They go 21 and 61. Uh, we got to put Portland in. Well, oh Shaden Sharp would be happy. All right. Enough of that. College football. <laughs> I'm, my head hurts now. College football playoff rankings came out last night. Uh, the big news, Florida State is uh, fourth. With Ohio State losing, they drop out of the top four. Florida State does get that spot ahead of Oregon, and they should. They're undefeated. I know they don't have Jordan Travis. I know they didn't look particularly good against Florida. And Oregon, as I said yesterday, I think is the best team in the country right now, and they're ranked fifth. Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State right now are the top four. If they all win Saturday, it's not going to change. It's just not. You cannot, in my opinion, if you have four undefeated teams from four different conferences and they all won their conference title game, they have to make the playoffs. I don't care who their quarterback is. I don't care what the scores were. They're undefeated. They're 13-0. and They won their league title game. They're in. Everybody wants Oregon in. A lot of people want Ohio State in. A lot of people want Alabama in. Wouldn't this have been the perfect year for an eight-team playoff? Holy smokes. Eight? Eight would have been 12. so good. No, well, I mean, I was mad when they went to 12 because I think natural progression should have went to eight first. And this year, an eight-team playoff in this year would have been amazing. I heard this this morning, and I don't know how accurate this is. I, I trust who I heard it from. Next year, the 12-team playoff, four of them get a bye. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. They have the buys have to go to conference title game winners. Huh. In other words, if Alabama were to beat Georgia in the title game of the SEC, Alabama would get a buy. Georgia would not. Georgia, yeah, Georgia would not. Isn't that bizarre? No, I mean, I think that's how it should work, right? I mean, you should be rewarded for winning your conference championship. I don't. Know. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd I rather. I'd rather not but, see. Okay, any look at it this way. Look at it this way. Michigan's playing Iowa this week. What if Iowa beats Michigan? Would Iowa get a bye in the twelve-team format? I think in that scenario, the Big Ten would be left out of the bye games, right? Perhaps. Yes. Because I, I mean, you're going to have Washington, Oregon. The the winner of that would get a bye, and then I don't know. Do you give Florida State a bye if they if they beat Louisville? I guess you'd have to being undefeated, right? Yeah. Um, a fourteen and zero at that. No, thirteen and zero. And then Texas, they'll probably win right. theirs. You want chaos? Yes. Here's some chaos. all the chaos. Alabama over Georgia in a close game. All right. Okay. Oregon over Washington. Let's let's put it this way: winner of that game's in. That's really not chaotic. If Oregon gets revenge in a neutral site, they're probably gonna, they're they're going to jump over Washington, so they're going to be in. What if it's a one point game though? What if it's like 35-34, to 34, Washington only loses that game because they go for two at the because, end to try to win? Well, but Washington won at home over Oregon. Mm -hmm. 
And the eye test would tell you that because Dan Lanning went for went for a first for fourth down four times and didn't get it, that Oregon probably should have won that game anyway. Yeah. So Oregon would jump, regardless of what the score is. Let's have uh, Louisville beat Florida State. Mm-hmm. That's let's, gonna happen either any either way. Let's have Iowa beat Michigan and let's go ahead and let Texas beat Oklahoma State. So now Alabama wants in. We just beat Georgia. Texas wants in. Wait a minute. We beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. You can't put Alabama in and not put us in. Florida State's going, let's say Florida State beats Louisville. Florida State's going, hey, you can't push us out. Oregon's in. Michigan, look, I'm not even going to say what happens if Iowa beats Michigan. Did you see this number? you got DraftKings, right? Mm-hmm. I heard this this morning. Iowa over-under points in the first half. What, point five? Is point that what five. I saw? Yeah. Second half, point five. Is it really? But their team total is six and a half? Well, implied team total. Implied be, team total. Yeah, okay. Hmm. 22, 23 now is the spread, and the over-under is 35 and a half. I've got to go over, Scooter. I no don't way. Want to. And I've got to go over those half points. Well, here's, if they get a turnover and kick a field goal, you hit the over. Here's the thing about this game that really confuses me is Iowa's defense. I hate this game. <laughs> Iowa's defense all year has been so good, but so is Michigan's offense. So I could totally see a world where Michigan's offense covers that number by themselves. Right. But I'm talking about the, the half a point in each half. Iowa just has to get one turnover. But you got to bet both halves? In field goal range. Well, you got to pick a half. <laughs> you got to pick a half. You'll, you pick, say, you you'll pick the I'm wrong pick, one. Yes, you'll pick the wrong <laughs> one. Uh, now, this can. We've had these scenarios before for the playoff, mm-hmm. and it never gets chaotic. It never, you know, the teams that are supposed to win always win. Georgia's probably going to beat Alabama. Alabama should have two losses. There's no way they should have beat Auburn last week. Georgia's a, I want to say, 14 point favorite. Does that sound right? Against Alabama? Six-point favorite. I'm sorry. I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, that was wrong. Shouldn't be 14. That was the Texas spread. I was, I was about to slam the, slam the tide. You going to take the tide here? <laughs> Georgia's going to beat Alabama. I think so. I mean, I'm not giving you the six-pack yet. By the way, on the six-pack, i got to pick three of these five games, I guess. There's right? only five games this well, weekend? Well, no. I mean, you've got uh, SMU and Tulane. you got... New Mexico State and Liberty is playing in a championship. There's there's a bunch of league title games, but they don't mean You said anything. New Mexico State and Liberty? Yeah. They're in the same conference? Conference USA Championship. Aren't they on opposite ends of the country? I think they well, – Liberty's in the middle of, uh, middle of the country. Oh, okay. I thought they were northeast. No. <laughs> Scooter, USC and UCLA are going to be in the Big Ten. Yeah, oh, it's going to be weird. Come on. It's going to be weird. It doesn't matter where you're – and Washington, Oregon. Don't forget about them. And Washington and Oregon. Yeah. What a joke that's going to be. All right. So um, I got noon game. Well, I got a Friday night game, Oregon and Washington. Uh, Tony Burke says bet over in the second half for Iowa because that's true. Michigan will have it locked up and mm-hmm. Iowa will score an unimportant field goal or a touchdown. That's good thinking, Tony. That guy, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's why he's independently wealthy. Uh, big. Pac-12 championship game, Friday night, 8 o'clock on ABC. Oregon and Washington. I think that game is in Vegas, which makes me want to go. 
Let's do yeah. it. It's at the Raiders. Uh, it's at Allegiant Stadium. Washington is a nine-and-a-half-point underdog against a team they beat on a neutral field here. The disrespect. It is a lot of disrespect. But that goes to my thinking, well, Oregon is the better team, the best team in the country. I'll, I'll, I'm sticking with that. Noon on Saturday, Oklahoma State and Texas in the Big 12 championship game in uh, Jerry World, Texas is 14-and-a-half. I don't know anything about Oklahoma State. No, me neither. Nothing. Nothing. I don't think I watched one Oklahoma State play they, all year, and they're 9-3. and three. I can tell you that they wear orange. And they beat Oklahoma. Uh, Georgia-Alabama, 4 o'clock on CBS. I mentioned uh, Georgia's six-point favorite. Over-under there, 53 and a hook. Mm. That seems high. does. <laughs> Thanks for your input. 8 o'clock, Louisville and Florida State. Um, two and a half now for Florida, Florida State. Florida State's two and a half. I just I have a I have a weird feeling Louisville wins that game. I don't have a weird feeling. I've said it since Saturday evening. Louisville beats Florida State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eight o'clock, Michigan and Iowa. Same time as the Louisville game. Uh, this uh, Michigan Iowa game is on Fox. Twenty three now and a half. It's gone up another half point. <laughs> Michigan struggled offensively earlier in the year. Oh, yeah. And does Jim Harbaugh being back make a difference here? Did he ever really leave? Did it? I mean, with him gone, did it make a difference? I think that's the more important question because I don't think it did. Uh, I don't know. I kind of think they played better Maybe in so. those three games. I really do. You think their athletic director's um, calling him, hey, just actually stay home for the oh, Big Ten no, championship? He's, he's gone. Is that in Indy again this year? It's in Indy, yeah. Uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. He's gone. He's going to the pros next year. You think so? Yes. Carolina? He's, he's. It doesn't matter. He's fed up with the NCAA. There's going to be a lot of openings in the NFL. He's done. All right, let's take a break because you know what we got to get to. Woohoo! Getting it's closer nine, to music. 9-6-1 last <laughs> week. He is uh, now only, I can't do the math here, eight, eight games. games under 500. Yep. Actually, from where you were, that's pretty good stride. I'm killing it. You're, he's killing it in the last three weeks. <laughs> And he'll continue to kill it after the break. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Hack. John Spears for. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the day. Scooter was right. Liberty is in Lynchburg, Virginia. Wow. I looked it up. Look at me go. You know what? I was, I was thinking Oral Roberts. I was thinking. That's uh, nowhere close that's to That's in <laughs> Nebraska somewhere. I think. So, But, uh, yeah, Liberty is in Lynchburg, Virginia. Liberty, you Oral were, Roberts. You said Northeast. You were right. Sweet. That doesn't happen often. It does not. Except for my spread selections, baby. Thornton's text line's open, 502-414-1450. We are closing the Eminem hotline right now because we got to get Scooter's picks. Uh, texture says, John, I'm sure you're not excited about Trinity winning another state title in football, but do you have a prediction for Saturday? Yes, I do. Trinity, a whole bunch and Brown station. Not very much. The They've been 36 to three to start the season. Trinity, Woof. But Brown station knocked Trinity out of the playoffs last year, 10 to seven. Um, 
You're not going to give me any credit for knowing their mascot? That's pretty impressive. The Defenders? Right? Yeah. No, I'm not giving you any, <laughs> any credit. Texter says, uh, this is Buzz here. So if Washington, Florida State, Michigan, Texas, Alabama all win, will we have a playoff with no SEC teams? No. No. No shot. No. Um, Georgia will get in, win or lose. You think? Yes. Alabama. Alabama beats Georgia's them by. Georgia's won 29 games in a row. Al, let's say Alabama beats them by two touchdowns. You think still Georgia's in? Washington, Florida State, Michigan would all be in. Yes. But here's the problem. You can't put Alabama in if they win because Texas beat them mm-hmm. in Tuscaloosa. And if Texas, you don't want to put Texas in, so you're going to – and then, well, yeah, it, you're going to have to pick between Georgia and Texas at that point because you can't put Alabama in ahead of Texas. It's really that simple. Come on, chaos. Who are you is in Tulsa. Was, uh, reminds me. Tulsa. Tulsa's in Nebraska, right? Oklahoma. I know. I'm kidding. All right. Here are the uh, conference championship games that you don't know about quickly. Okay. Friday night, New Mexico State Liberty in the Conference USA Championship. It is in Lynchburg, Virginia. That's how I figured this out. Noon on Saturday, Mac, Miami of Ohio, and Toledo. Toledo's 11-1. and one. Toledo's about to have their coach leave for Indiana. Keep an eye on that. I thought John Gruden was coming in. No, nah, it's going to be Jason Candle. I almost guarantee it. Almost? Almost. Mountain West, 3 o'clock on Fox, uh, Boise State and UNLV. Boise State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, 4 o'clock on ABC, the AAC Championship, SMU and 22nd-ranked Tulane. Tulane is 11-1. and one. 4 o'clock on ESPN, the Sun Belt, App State. And Troy with uh, Ooh, former, that'll be a good one. Former Kentucky player John Summerall, the head coach. They're ten and two, uh, and that's it. Those are the. Uh, this is uh, this week's unimportant conference championship games. That's just mean spirited. All right, let's go. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't really want to. <laughs> we can wait till tomorrow if you want. Purdue won last night. Marquette won. Kansas <laughs> struggled but won. Baylor won. They all played bad teams. Gonzaga, same thing. SEC went 4-3 and three in the ACC-SEC Challenge. Seven more games tonight on tap. And don't forget, Bellarmine and Louisville tonight. I'll be on the air with Mark Bug 745. Tip at 8 o'clock on ESPN 680 and 105.7. All right, NFL picks from scooter here we go scooter spread selections he is on fire let's see if he can keep it going thursday night football we got a good one here seattle and dallas okay in the big d the cowboys have crushed everybody they played at home Mm -hmm. they are nine point favorites i think amazon i think that train keeps rolling i really like this dallas team tony romo was saying last week he thinks they're a super bowl contender not a lot of people will agree with that. I happen to be one of the people that does agree with that. I'll take Dallas. I agree with that, too. They still got Philly at home. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that, that win Philadelphia had over Buffalo last week really is is going to end up being huge at the end of the season because I think it's going to give the Eagles home field advantage in the NFC. But if Dallas can beat them and get some help, San Francisco plays Philly this weekend. You said that number was nine? Nine. I've taken Dallas the last three weeks, and, and they have been one of my wins the last three weeks, for what it's worth. Every week? Every week. Um, I'm going to make sure these that none of these spreads have changed here. So Yeah, nine. 
Uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. The Colts are six and five, definitely in playoff contention here all of a sudden. And uh, Tennessee, they won last week, but they're four and seven. Indianapolis on the road, one point favorite. Without Jonathan Taylor, too. So yes. normally that should scare me away, but Zach Moss has done a phenomenal job in that backup role this season. I think the, I think Colts keep it rolling and win this one by the three, six points, somewhere in that range. Chargers, and I don't know who their coach is going to be by the time this game starts and the time it ends. They're four and seven. They're in New England. Uh, Belichick, Wolf. one foot out the door, two and nine. They can't score. There's only two teams this year that have given up. There's only a Two games this year where a team's given up 10 points and still lost the game, and New England, that's both of them. Uh, New England is a six-point underdog at home. I've taken the Chargers the last two weeks, and it's been a loss for me the last two weeks. So I think I'm going to roll New England here and the six points. Detroit at New Orleans. The Lions coming off that uh, Green Bay Thanksgiving Day debacle. Didn't, nobody understands how they lost that game, but they did. New Orleans is 5-6, and six, still in the hunt for a playoff berth. Detroit is 4 on the road. Whew, this is a tricky one for me because Detroit, I've also picked the last two weeks, and they have been losses. But I think I'm going to back them here. I think they were able to win this game by 4. New Orleans couldn't even beat Atlanta. Good point. Speaking of Atlanta, the Falcons are in uh, New Jersey to take on the New Jersey Jets. Falcons five and six coming off a win. Jets four and seven about to uh, decide the season is over if they lose this one. Atlanta is a two and a half point road favorite here. I don't know what's telling me to do it, but something's telling me to roll with the Jets here. I'll take them in the two and a half. (laughs) J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That might might be a change at the end of the week. (laughs) Arizona at Pittsburgh. The Steelers are five and a half. Need I even ask? Arizona at Pittsburgh? Yeah. And Steelers are plus or minus five and a half. Correct. Nah, I'm rolling with Arizona here. Steelers oh can't. Steelers can't beat anybody by five. You are not a fan. Miami at Washington. The uh, Dolphins eight and three. Washington uh, just mailing it in now. At four and eight. Probably going to have a new coach next year. Miami on the road nine and a half here. Oh, I was expecting higher. I'll go with Miami. I was really expecting Still thir- and 13 and a half, 14 and a half, somewhere in that range. Underrated game of the week here. Denver at Houston, both teams six and five. Both teams definitely in the middle of the playoff hunt here. Denver's won five in a row. Uh, and Houston, C.J. Stroud has been impressive. Three and a half is the Houston favorite. The Houston Texans are favorite. Seriously. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll roll. I'll roll with the team that's tied with the Eagles for the most or for the longest win streak in the NFL right now. I'll I'll roll with Denver. Give, <laughs> okay. give them to me. All right. And I'm getting three and a half. Really, you are getting three and a half. That seems like I'm cheating. You think Tony's and uh, Big Al the Fisher? Yeah, they'll have definitely Denver? be on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carolina. We go late games now. This is a bad game. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Wolf. New coach for the uh, interim coach for the Panthers. They're one in ten. Tampa Bay's four and seven. They've lost a bunch in a row as well. Somebody's got to win. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is a five and a half point favorite. I like Carolina in this spot. They they have not played well this season. I'm, no. I, I would like to think though that a new coach can bring some life to them. Game of the week four twenty five. San Francisco at Philadelphia. This one Ooh. is bizarre number. Scoots. It's bizarre because San Francisco's the road team against a ten and one Eagles team. And San Francisco is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That is a weird line. I, I think it's maybe because Philly looked susceptible to being beat last week. I mean, they let a not-great Buffalo team hang around. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Two and a half. I, it's hard to not take the Eagles in points on their home field. Yeah. No matter who they're playing. Yeah, you talk me into it. Give me the Eagles. Oh, no, I think Vegas knows something here. I think San Francisco's the play. Uh, I think Vegas is wrong. Vegas is never wrong. <laughs> they don't build those buildings because they're wrong. One-point game here. Cleveland at the Rams. Cleveland looked bad last weekend. The Rams beat the Arizona last weekend. Believe it or not, Rams are in playoff contention. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the year, we thought the Rams were going to tank for Caleb Williams. They're five and six. Cleveland seven and four. Second straight road game. They lost to Denver last week. Rams are three and a half at home. Yeah, I'll roll with the Rams. I, I just do not believe in Cleveland. I, it comes down to DTR for me. He's just not good. You just don't like him at all. No. I can tell. Maybe maybe they in got a couple a really years. Really good defense. Maybe in a couple years. I don't. Yeah. Explain to me why we thought the Rams were going to be bad. They still got Cooper Cup. Yeah. They still got. Nakua's uh, been really good. Nakua's been great. Maybe I mean Stafford. Just probably the Aaron run game. Donald. Their run game's not great. Yeah, but I think their over under on wins was like four and a half. Was it really at the beginning of the year? Wow. They're five and six. Kansas City Sunday night football. Kansas City. That's great at uh, <clears throat> Green Bay. <laughs> Chiefs are eight and three. Big win over the Raiders last week. Green Bay got that Thursday night game. They've had extra rest here. Uh, they got that Thursday uh, win, Thanksgiving Day win over over Detroit last week. Kansas City on the road, six and a half. Oh, that's juicy. I went away from Kansas City last I, week. I'm changing it. It's six. Okay, even better. I, I went away from Kansas City last week, didn't believe in them because Taylor wasn't going to be there. <laughs> I, I'm going back on the Chiefs train. Six is not enough points. Well, you know she's not – there's no way she's in Green Bay, Wisconsin. No. Well – I don't know. Right. This this game's going to be kind of tough because the Packers are still – they're another one of those teams that are weirdly they're still in playoff contention. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I could see them playing inspired, but since – or Chiefs should cover that. You're going Chiefs. All right, Monday Night Football. Boy, this looked like it was going to be a great matchup. But mm-hmm. with Joe Burrow hurt, it's not now. Cincinnati's 5-6. and six. They're in Jacksonville. The Jags – I can't believe I'm going to say this. Super Bowl contender? No. No, you're no. not. You're not going to put them in with Baltimore and Kansas no. City and Miami. Jacksonville, after living there for five years, they remind me a lot of like Purdue and Gonzaga. The way I feel about them in college basketball, <laughs> until they show me that they can win, and I just have no faith that they can. Well, they're eight and a half point favorites against Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, it's in Jacksonville. Yes, it is. Those fans will show up in the playoffs, though. They will, and if they, they will can get home field stuff in the playoffs. They will show up, and it'll be a rowdy environment. They'll also show up to a Monday night game in Jacksonville. I, I'll I have to roll with the Jags here. Taking the Jags. How many points did you give this week? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Not as bad as I thought. I took six underdogs. Yeah, you're doing all right. So there you go. Write them down. You can bet money on this. John Spears will have a parlay with all of Scooter's <laughs> picks. It is going to be a 13-team parlay. If it hits, I get it's a cut. It's going to pay, I don't know, $10,000 for five bucks. And if it hits, we are going to we're going to Vegas. I just, want, I just want 10% if it hits. Uh, you know what? That's fair. If that <laughs> sucker hits, I will give you 10% uh, without question. All right, Bellarmine and Louisville tonight. How much time I got left here? Uh, less than a minute. Because I'm not watching you at all. Uh, don't forget Bellarmine and Louisville tonight, 8 o'clock at the Yum Center in the ACC Atlantic Sun Challenge. Uh, the uh, Knights at last check were five-point underdogs. Join me and Mark Bug, 745 on ESPN 680, 105.7.
uh, 7.45 pregame for that one. I may go home and take a nap. You probably should. It's been a long uh, couple of days here. I didn't even know what day it was earlier. Remember that? <laughs> Tony Burke joins us in studio tomorrow. Spears on Sports. Thanks for listening. Presented by m M&M and Cartage on the Big Act.